From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. This is hour number three already. It's gone by fast this morning, man. I appreciate you guys getting up early and hanging out with us this morning for sure. Uh, Vince is making a phone call. Apparently, he lost power or something where at his business. So they're uh, yeah. they're uh, he's out there dealing with. Florida power trying to make sure things are running right. Yeah. I think he just wanted to talk with Steve Austin. Well, I, that, that could be true. Too. I think he's still s- recovering from having to swirl the wine and sniff it before drinking. Yeah, I, it. I, I think he was grossed out by that jar too. Yeah, that's completely fine. You okay, oh, buddy? Oh, oh. You all right? Everything okay? Did you have to go throw up? Was that you that was gagging in the right? toilet when I went in there? Really? You were in there? Bleh, bleh. No, work issues, man. Work I know. issues. We, we, we already we mentioned that you, that you know we lost power and that you're, is it back? Are you all good? Everything? Uh, Duke is out front, so we'll, we'll see what happens. They still call it Duke? I call Duke, it still. I still call it Duke. I don't know what they call it anymore. Listen, yeah. I call it Florida Duke, Power. Yeah. <laughs> it's Duke. still Florida Power to me. Yeah, it's all FP to me. But Hey, yeah. listen, uh, before the break, I wanted to uh, bring this up, but you weren't in here because I know this is really something that, that touches your heart and soul. Is your okay. boat ready to go yet, or is it almost done? When are you getting that thing back in the water here? I got a Probably kid that's got his brand new, <laughs> bo- you know, boater's license thing. He's ready to get it and go and do his thing. I think I'm gonna get it back like the fifth of Neverwhere. Why? He just—he's like, I'm gonna paint it, bro. I'm gonna paint it. Don't worry about paint on it right now. I want it. I bought the paint. I want the paint on it. The paint will 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 wait. Okay. The problem is, if I get the boat away from the shop and I go out on it all the time, it'll never get to the shop. Where it could be painted. He'll be at the back at the end of the list again. Jeez. Exactly. Well, I thought maybe you'd want the boat for this, or at least get a boat. Because well, let's the, talk about it. The what Clearwater is, is... Marine Aquarium in Florida has announced, <laughs> You're such a jerk. announced its going. plans to uh, spread winter the dolphins' ashes. <laughs> oh, the, this is cold. In the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> And I thought maybe you're like, such a putz. I think I thought maybe you'd like to be a part of the procession hey, with your headlights I, on. You know, I, 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 I would if the boat was if I had it ready. I, I, I would go. Well, you, you know what? You got time because it's happening next month. Well, I might go. be able to loan him a boat. All right. We'll loan you one. What oh, a John boat? It, no, no, <laughs> the Gator no, boat. No, no, nineteen foot Carolina skiff. I mean, it, it, just <laughs> don't don't question all the blood that might still be on it. <laughs> that would be great. How Bloody awesome boat. would it be? You're out there to go spread spread the ashes in the GNB Gator death boat because <laughs> that's literally what it is. GNB Gator on the side. It should have skull and crossbones with like hash marks of how many gators it's killed. I mean, that's kind of cool they're doing something for winter. Well, that's it's next cool. month, Well, and uh, they're also going to be creating a memorial uh, for people so they can bring some notes and cards in remembrance of winter. And um, I, as soon as I read the story, I thought maybe you, you would, like, get the boat and be a part of the procession. <laughs> if somebody could just see the smirk on Braden's face right now. You know what, though? <laughs> I, have, all suck. I have faith in my friend, Vince Noble, that he would at least be trolling while he's going there out on oh, shore. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, if we're going to do that, there's going to be a hole in the water. 
I mean, come on. It, it should be uh, at least it'd be uh, at least it'd be trolling hey, for something. Vince, it'd be you, you could turn around. You could go to one of the <laughs> services and you could look for some of the the ladies who are single and might need to turn around <laughs> <laughs> and don't have a mean to get there. They need a shoulder to cry. Yes. Oh, dude, I got the perfect pickup line for you. <laughs> What's that? You go, hey, I know this is such a sad time, but you know what is really joyous is that down in Sarasota Bay, there have been 22 baby dolphins that have been born that they've been monitoring down in that area. Would you like to go see them? I have my boat. We can run down there. That's actually a pretty good idea. And it didn't cost you one beer. <laughs> so you're all good. You know, because nothing touches a dolphin lover's heart like baby dolphins. That is so, very true. So, the, the, yeah. the sad part is how much thought Brayden had put into that. He's been thinking about this I for a week. I just made it up. <laughs> I was just on the fly, bro. <laughs> Wingman. Wingman. I, I'm not hating the idea. That's actually pretty slick. I, I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> well, let's hope that they make it through the onslaught of uh, our next story. That is the plethora and the large number of great white sharks that are now appearing along the eastern seaboard and along they the west are coast. popping up everywhere. And all around the entire peninsula of Florida. As I pointed out years ago on this show, I'm telling you, I know what I saw. When that sucker went under the boat, went after JJ's JJ, JJ, tarpon, yeah. <laughs> that was not a bull shark. That was not a tiger shark. That was not a big uh, sand shark. That was a... Gray white. Gray white shark. On the north side of the Skyway in Tampa Bay. So don't tell me that they're not in here and they're not hunting. How could you see anything back in the day in top of Tampa Bay? Well, when it goes between your legs right underneath the boat. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 16 Uh, foot long. uh, Yeah, Tampa Bay, I remember, you couldn't see very far down. (laughs) Or or was it old Hitler? No, it was not a hammer. It was no way. Because you don't. And you know what else it did? It attacked from the side and did not go back for seconds. Because, you know, great whites, they attack they from, from underneath. Yep. So it attacked from the side, missed the tarpon. Tarpon went off and uh, got it up to the boat, snapped it off, got the hook out, turned it back and loose. Shark never came back for a second run. Show me anywhere in the history of fishing for tarpon has a great white, I mean, as a hammerhead or a bull shark ever broke off an attack. Never. Exactly. <laughs> wow. If that sucker's on yeah, the line. and it's think still, about it for a second. You're like, holy crap. It's still kicking around and it's still pumping as long as it's on there. And them boys know how to play that game. They don't give up. Go to Boga Grand and oh, watch those piranhas. Bull, bull Shark Central down there. Yeah, and, and watch them tear that thing apart in the blink of an eye. Faster than a raccoon can get through a can of sardines. <laughs> Guaranteed. But right anyway, they're, they're saying literally that there are movements of more than 80 Great white sharks stalking the western Atlantic Ocean all the way around through the east coast into New York and in Florida all the way into the Gulf of Mexico as well. So they are making the whole eastern seaboardy, you know, kind of move around. Uh, they're following the food, man. How, I mean, how does that, you know, go with global warming? What are they trying to... Well, they didn't mention anything, they didn't mention anything about global warming. They mentioned uh, this, this founder, uh, Chris Fisher... Not our Chris Fisher, not the guy we know, the different Chris Fisher. Uh, The founder of OceanArk, that's the one that uh, you go to their webpage and you can track all of them and they have names for them and all that stuff. He says, it's not unusual to see swarms of great white sharks off the East Coast at this time of the year. 
They usually hunt in the North Atlantic before migrating south for the winter. Uh, he says they go up to New England, the Atlantic, uh, Canada in the summer and fall. And he said they forage up there, bulking up, putting on weight. And then they, when it starts to get cold, they move down to their winter habitat, primarily between Cape Hatteras and Cape Canaveral. And I see a lot of people think it's only a, it's a cold water fish, and it's not. It's a- well, they've they've figured out that great whites have actually they can actually Adapt. they're not really cold blooded that they actually do produce heat that they actually through their bulk and the way that they're just their bodies actually functioning actually do produce heat. So they are kind of technically almost like a warm blooded animal. I wonder how a great white shark steak would taste. I'm sure you could order it on the internet. I don't know. Where are they legal to catch? Is there anywhere? Oh, I don't think anywhere. To... I don't think anywhere. Eat them in our. No, I, don't, I, I think even in China, you're not even allowed to touch them. <laughs> I'm it's sure you true. <laughs> but now, but where's the cutoff for that? Because I would figure somewhere between six and eight. I don't know. How big are they when they're born? They're like five, six feet long. I mean, they're, 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 they're big. So you got to get them when they're pretty fairly new. <laughs> if not, you're going to have a lot of meat. Cut them like the old days with the swordfish. You just go right across from the vertebrae. Zink, zink, zink. Just big, ginormous, like Bronto burger steaks. Yeah, no. They're, they're, you know what? Oh, they're cool. They're a very cool animal. They are. And I don't know how many this past year were spotted off the west coast of Florida. We had a lot of fishermen, a lot of encounters, a lot of people out there seeing them. It seems like the more and more now that you have social media, people can spread that information a lot quicker. Well, well they've always been there. That's the thing. Well, the thing is. Well, not according to the. Uh, to the, the people uh, that say that uh, Jewfish only eat crustaceans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, according to any of the beach chamber of commerce, is no, 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 no. <laughs> There's no, 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 it, no, 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 no. Stingray it, shuffle, that's all you need to know. It, <laughs> right. you're, you're fine. It is funny how, you know, most people don't realize how far the panther or cougar is in, in North Florida and other parts of Florida and or how many how much the numbers really have increased and are out there. You know, people don't want you to necessarily know that and then they also don't want to necessarily know there's probably great whites swimming all over the place. Well, I mean last was it last Christmas? Erica was offshore eighty miles right off of St. Pete Beach. And that great white picture I have on that's my wall. Right. Yeah, that was came the one up that off was her boat, yeah. On on Fox thirteen. They were showing it biting at the motor and everything else. The one weird thing about that that encounter, the great white went and went behind the boat, and I've never seen a great white shark do this, turned over and exposed its belly and swam like upside down and then came back. Maybe it was trying to oh. pretend to be a manatee to get you to jump in and scratch no, its belly. I, yeah. I, I honestly think it was like the electric impulses maybe coming from the boat or something made it turn. I don't know. What electric impulses? From the electronics on the boat, mm, no, like a transducer or something off the bottom. I, I don't, what are you I, I don't to, know. I mean, that's what did we they were. have battery cables hanging off the back of the boat. What's the deal? <laughs> that's our secret. Run a generator and <laughs> put some electrodes out. No, I mean, I just it's I, I carry a ba- uh, battery and jumper cables in my boat. Sure, right. Stunt for it's and for shark stunning. Like uh, <laughs> duct tape and never mind. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that's one of the things me and Erica were talking about. Could it have been like electrical impulses for coming from the boat or from the motor or something? Because it kept biting at the motor and then turning upside down I, back by the motor. Maybe it was just crazy. Or it could have been a cray-cray shark. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, animal rights people think that they're just like people, so maybe it was just mad and crazy like any other person would be. 
But speaking of <laughs> animal rights people and everything else, I, did, I wasn't I, trying to speak of them. We already talked about I, the deer I, in Canada. I, I was hearing, <laughs> I was hearing something that FWC might be talking about rules on how to legally euthanize legal methods of euthanization of wildlife. Legal uses, uh, legal methods, methods of, of, yeah. of euthanasia. Yeah, for, like we uh, had the six. people who drugged the shark. You know, if you watch Wicked Tuna or any of those oh, things, a lot of the times yeah, yeah. they they will turn around and they will pull a, 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 a tuna? fish, a large yeah. tuna or something behind the boat, and and basically what it does is it deprives the fish of oxygen. You know, suffocating it. Um, you know. But here's the difference. You can't you can't put the tuna and the shark in that same situation or that same comment because Why the not? tuna is being harvested, so you can do that. You're not yeah. harvesting the shark. They yes, were doing that, that as you a you can as a legally prank. harvest the shark. You can, but the idiots that were dragging it behind no, the that, boat were doing it. There for, was idiots, yes, and they were doing idiot things. Yes, but uh, you know, I I turn around. The slippery slope here is. Okay, if they go and they put in some type of thing that you're not allowed to suffocate uh, an animal, i.e. drowned it or anything else, when you turn around and you have and you put a rubber a red wiggler or night crawler on something and you throw it in the water, you're drowning it. Okay. <laughs> If you turn around and you if you turn around and you have bait in your live well and there's not enough oxygen, you're drowning them. You're you're depriving them of oxygen. You put a hook through a cricket, you're impaling okay, yes. him and drowning him. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, and they're I, but, listen. Trust me. Is this, they're looking at it? Is this because <laughs> they're looking minute. at it? You're talking about the same agency that tells you to capture the bufo frog or the Cuban tree frog and mm. put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the freezer and uh, let it go to sleep and turn into a solid block of ice and then you uh, throw it in the garbage can. Yeah. So I, I hope that's on the legal method of taker. They're going to have mm. to update their brochures. And the other one is, is even when it's uh, an invasive species, it has to be oh, done yeah. quickly and humanely. Correct. And that's and that's part of where it's getting at is what is quick, what is humane, what it, what is that? And when they start trying to point that in, what the what the the activists are trying to do is get you to put it in writing, okay? And then they're going to chip and chip and chip. Because it's not humanely enough. It's not humane enough. Correct. They still suffer because you hit them in the back of the head with an axe. Yes. Uh, It it should be. That's not instantaneous. You didn't hit the exact vertebrae that you're supposed to hit. (laughs) Yeah. No. I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk. I'm trying to think, like, well, how would you do it? No, no. Shrimp. Oh, no. You you, You 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 can do a shrimp. But you're not going to kill them if you do it right. But like I told, I told B yes the other day at the shop, where the eyeballs are, the brain is, and then right between that, there's that little clear spot under the horn. If you get it between that and you don't sever that little cord there, they're alive. They don't hurt. How do you know they don't hurt? Have you done the research? They don't flinch when you do it. I mean, I don't know. You're still impaling the shrimp and you're using him to catch another fish, and that's look. Y'all want to eat or not? I do. I mean, I'm, I'm okay let's, let's let's look. At, you know, but I'm just saying, when if you you're have pulling the agent, cabbage out of the ground, are you hurting the cabbage? Yes, you're killing. Well, there you it. go. Then, then Does shut it up. Not wilt. You're there is a study exactly. that says grass screams when you cut it. Oh, that would be so awesome to hear. 
<laughs> You're a sick individual. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? Then you could, you could go out in the morning in your underwear and go, could you stop that lawn from screaming? Seriously. It releases a pheromone. Uh, the grass does, and it's the same as like when things release fear pheromones and stuff. So it's it's the essential of grass screaming. Yeah, I want to see the book on that because that just sounds like a bunch of hoo-hoo. Hey, that just means vegans are killing live things too, right? Well, now. they are. I mean, it is. They're alive. <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. <sighs> Braden, Vince, Bill, and uh, Slick all hanging out with you on this Saturday morning. Is your power back on? Are you good? Not yet. The trucks are there. I'm waiting. So I was like, do you need to leave? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, what, what am I going to do? There's no power there. <laughs> what am I supposed to go do? You can stand there and be the pointer and go, uh, do you need that freaking shiny uh, flanger planty thing and put it up there? Maybe Let's, that'll get the power on. It may be more critical to get them focused on things they could do while the power was Yeah, out. they better be cleaning the shop. That's what they better be doing. Oh, yeah. You got stuff you could be doing. No, they're, yeah. they're working. Don't you I'll don't bet you Swix $20 that you, they're not cleaning the shop. I bet you when I go there, that shop better be clean. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Speaking of the $20, how was the uh, game uh, in person? <laughs> in person, that game was phenomenal. Was it? Was it phenomenal? Awesome? Yeah. I, I, you know what? Went out to the G, went out there, put the TV over there by the firearms department, went to go get the game, and I'm like, yeah, boy, that way we can watch. Nothing. Well, they have Dish Network out there, and Dish does not carry CBS Channel Ten, and of course they blame it on uh, your, you know, the the channel itself. So they're like, call Channel Ten and let them know how you feel about not being able to see this. because you're charging Channel 10 too much to use your services. That's well, why Channel I, 10 I, said I, bye. I guess, but they had all the other uh, college, uh, had all the other when, college when kids on. When you're 50 rows, or when you're on the 50-yard line, 24 rows up, I'm telling you what, man, that's the place to be. Rocking good time? Oh, my Lord. It's just, you know, you got 90,000 strong, and, and maybe... Three hundred. If you couldn't catch that game, whether you were listening to it or whether you were watching it in person, the last five minutes of that game probably set the whole season up for it. It was amazing. (laughs) I didn't get to see it. All I had to do, I got to watch the highlights during the halftime shows of all the other college games. I'm sitting here listening to him talk about 90,000 strong. He's sitting there in the middle of the pack. And all I could picture in my head is him complaining that his neighbors came down from New York. Dude, that was during COVID, you clown. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. They're upstairs. They're upstairs. They shouldn't have come No, it wasn't that they were upstairs. They were supposed to, if you remember the rules. They were actually supposed to be self-quarantined for what? Two weeks back in the day? 14 days. And they were like... Let's go. Let's hit the beach. Yeah. They did quarantine yeah. for two seconds. They yeah. actually came in. They the governor closed down coming into Florida. Yes, they came in four days after that, so they knew the rules. They knew what was going on. Coming from New York, where that's where COVID was running strong, and then you're gonna, you're living saying, upstairs for me. Oh, I'm just he- saying. Oh, no. I'm 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 afraid. <laughs> I we got all. This. I ne- hold on there, Sparky. I Jeez. never said I was. There afraid. was a noise in the dark. I never said I was afraid. 
I still live my life. But it just it was irritating that here you are coming from New York that had the most COVID cases at the time. And now you're living upstairs for me, and you're just walking around as, like nothing's as wrong. As long as they weren't preaching to you about it, about why you should be wearing a mask and things like that, then I'm fine with it. I've seen more California, New York, Michigan, right. all these tags that are here, and they're the same people that are like, oh, well, you know, Florida's this terrible. Shout Take yourself back up to where you and belong. And we won't have all the crap that we have. Exactly. So going back to my story, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, 90,000 strong. It was amazing. And you're in that college atmosphere, the band's playing. It's it's just a whole night and day from an NFL game. Yeah, well, night I don't day. know. It depends upon who you're watching. True. All right, because right now Bucks are still a good watch. Patriots in the heyday. You can go to Steelers. I'm not a big Steelers fan, but you can go to the Steelers and still and have a good time. I've actually it's been to a Steelers game. It's, it's not yeah. the same. It's not the same. You're talking about the 90, atmosphere. You're talking about ninety thousand college fans who are literally there for that game every moment of that game. Yep. And they are there as a participant in that game. Whereas an NFL game is almost like a little step up from a baseball game. You still have socializing going on, people talking, you know, the uh, people going up into the it depends uh, back upon area. The game. It, it, it doesn't really when it comes to NFL. Trust me, dude. I was on the I, sideline you, for seven I, I know you years. work there, but it, de- it definitely depends upon the game. Because if you have a game that is a knuckle uh, knuckle biter, Finger biter, not a knuckle. It's knuckle dragger and finger biter. Anyway, if you have a finger biter <laughs> game where it's back and forth uh, down to the last play, but it's, it's but what I'm talking no, about is not no, the game. No, 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 no. It's the difference between it's a you go to a, you go an NBA, you go to a, a baseball game. You're there to watch the players. It's like comparing college uh, to the NFL is like uh, comparing Apples little little league baseball to major league baseball. You got to remember, everybody in the audience for Little League is there for that player and for that team. They are there in every moment of that game. Whereas if I walked up and it was Vince's kid that was playing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, your kid's doing great. I'm going to go get a hot dog. I'm going to go mess around here. (laughs) Hey, there's some hot moms walking around yoga panty over there around the uh, swing set area. You know, I mean, there's distractions. Whereas the parent themselves are like, where are you going? I'm going to go get a hot dog. No, you're not. Billy's getting ready to bat. Get up here. And uh, so it's you're more involved in that game. But it's the atmosphere too. It's the bands. Like you, you I, that's the one thing I've always wished the NFL would you know do. I know some teams used to do it. Bring the bands back. Like Washington used to have the band. Remember their their band they used to do <laughs> with the Hogs, and they had their band. The music's worst playing. thing hey. ever. Dude. I love it, man. Are you kidding me? No. When you hear that fight song, the college it's band. It's the worst yeah. thing. It's the worst well, thing. Well, that's ever. the thing is like a lot of that, that one. I'll give you that. Like most pro teams don't really have a fight song. They just have a and like they'll pick one of the uh, rock songs, yeah, like the, the Thunderstruck or something like that. What man? What hey? They have their own things at every step. The worst sound you can actually hear in the old uh, the old stadium, the old dome. Sombrero. No, in the old dome in Minnesota, every time a player would fart on the field, <laughs> brrr, they blow that Viking horn. Yeah. But that, we're talking every about time a they'd fight score, song or like an anthem. For every the time they'd score, you got this big bearded Viking dude that would roar across the field in a Harley. <laughs> Of course, none of this is ever showed on TV uh, for the most part. But when you're down on the field and then the Patriots game, they never really showed that. It was every time they scored, you had a bunch of Patriots in the end zone with the guns, with with muskets that would all like and fire off all the stuff. So you do have traditions. The one that I always liked 
I always love going to Green Bay because the only thing they would have on the sidelines, the only thing they would have on the sidelines are like high school twirlers. That's it. That's creepy. That's hardcore because all they wanted there was to watch them play football. No distractions, no cheerleaders, no bands, none of that other crud. But I like the cannons and all that stuff. It's fun. Yeah. Fire them cannons. It's about football. Yeah. And I will say that. When we what gets into- you more pumped, though, when you're firing off some artillery? You go down to Lambeau, and it was there for the football game. It wasn't there to see the cheerleaders or any of the other stuff. It was there to watch the game. Maybe that's why the Packers haven't won in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think because they just don't have anything for tradition. You got to remember the old school, uh, the old school teams up there in the Northeast and stuff. They don't have cheerleaders. The Steelers don't. Not Green, Green Bay, Bay doesn't. No, no, actually, Green Bay does. I don't think the Bears do. No, what do you mean they do? I think they do. Actually, no, I think the Steelers are the only ones left. They literally that don't had have. twirl. They had the twirler girls, hey, man. Hey, there was like one on every corner. And they would like go hey. off, and they would like yee, throw the troll, and they would only do it during uh, during breaks. Bingo! Cheerleaders for the Green Bay yep. Packers. Yep, they got them. There's not enough. Ro- well, that's the new stadium design because they yeah, the old one had no room. They had no room, <laughs> man. Especially when they played in Milwaukee. There's no way the end zone literally went into the stands. But it's things like that, though, like those little traditions of the cannons or the muskets or things like that that really bring it out when you come to a game. Because especially no, if you're no, having no, a losing no, no. season. That little thing gets you just pumped and excited for the little things. So, yes, I had a great time. <laughs> so, it's so, <laughs> so it's so boring I have to wait for the cannon to go off. If they go if off. If it's a bad season, man. Nah, 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 no good. Bill George, I need you to put in for this. You're the big traveling man. Uh, there's a pilot program that's going to be happening out at the uh, Grand Canyon National Park. It's going to be uh, It's a pilot program. They just... Stopped it, so I need you to put in for it for just next year. Just stopped it or started it? They just stopped it. Well, they just ended it because they got their maximum. They got it done. But for next year, they're going to do it again. So what they're going to do is um, every year they're going to start doing a herd reduction hunt out in Grand Canyon. It's a culling uh, thing that they're going to do. now. What? But here's the thing. They only picked 10 people. And you have to show up and you have to do a proficiency test as in your shooting ability. You do a safety training thing. Then you got you to gotta go hike uh, through the terrain on foot to be able to go in and shoot yourself a, uh, a bison. And out of the 10 volunteers that did through all this and went through all the training and everything, they managed to kill how many? Three. Four. You were close. They Whoa. got four. They got, they got four. What was their target? A lot. So we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. That's a good shot, man. Good for you. All right, hey, we're going to Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Sorry, we got off on something. We were talking about killing deer. You know, something weird that we do in here in this building. Uh, going to give you a little quick fast cast for the day. It's going to be a nice day today if you're going to be out and go do stuff. It's not going to be as cool as you would like it to be. It's going to be in the low to mid 80s. Yeah, I know. But it's going to drop tonight around 60-something degrees, mid-60s. And the good part is, is that the wind and the waves are going to be kind of reduced so it'll be a good day to maybe head offshore if you have the proper boat and equipment. Not 19 so- inch, 19 inch, or 19 inch, 19 foot Carolina skiff won't do it. 
I can tell you this. Beat your You're not going to sink it. Beat your kidneys to death, but you'll right. be fine. Yeah, but it'll be a good day to go out there and mess around. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the buffalo hunt that was happening out at the um, Grand Canyon State Park out there. I just wanted to give you a little more detail. 45,000 people entered the lottery for 12 spots to go out there. 45,000. <clears throat> 45,000 people for 12 volunteer spots to participate in the call hunt. Out of the 12 lottery winners, one backed out. I can't go. My wife says it's going to cost me too much money. And the other failed the required shooting proficiency test that you are required to do. The shooting proficiency test. Yeah. Yeah. Like. So they know that you know what you're doing. So I can understand that. Which left 10 volunteers to participate in the call, of which only four were successful. So who cheated on their shooting test? Um, all, that's all I'm saying. If you if you got 10 dudes out there and you only bring back four, somebody lied. Yeah, but they might No, have... no, 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 no. There was only 10 out of the original 12, and out of the 10, only four shot. Um, they only managed they only to find four, four and kill them. So, but this is funny. Only four were successful. Each volunteer brought along three people, or could bring up to three people, who were on standby to field dress their bison and pack the meat out. So they didn't help you in any form or fashion. It's not like going and shooting a, a stag up off St. Vincent, you know, where they come in and they help you uh, get it out of there. You had to bring your own. Packers hey. to wow. take out the <laughs> That's meat. That's a big hit a little to try to get out, too. Listen, if I were doing that and I turn around and shot a bison way down there, I'd turn around, I'd take two sticks, I'd put it around my leg, I'd turn around, take that ace bandage, put it around me, strap me to the e- the bison, turn around, pull that E-perb thing, let them come in and get me out my chopper <laughs> and pull that bison out with me. <laughs> bring, bring the big hind helicopter. I am, I am attached. You got to bring the big one. The bring one that uh, Huey. You, the one, you've eaten bison before, right? The, the one that uh, they use for forest fire. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's awesome. so good. Well, I, I mean, just uh, there's a lot of people who've eaten the ground uh, version, you know, the burger or stuff, but... I've had some pretty good steaks out of there that are pretty pretty awesome. Now, this is the part that kind of, I don't want to sound like I'm a greedy guy. <laughs> Too late. But the successful volunteers divided their meat from their kills. Uh, they donated parts of the animal to the Navajo and Zuni tribes in Arizona and New Mexico. If I'm shooting a bison, it's going home. Well, now, the reason why I'm pointing that out is because before they started doing the cull, what they would do is they would go in and capture the said bison and relocate them to the Indian reservations. So I don't know if since they stopped doing that, that they have you donate a portion of the meat to the tribe so that they can still continue to have some. Because I'm sure if there's bison out there and they wanted one, they're going to get it. Well, that's the thing. If I'm donating to the tribe, then... Is it the tribe? Shouldn't they come out and help me <laughs> get this bison well, out? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's where you get your volunteers or whatever. I mean, uh, I, you know, that'd be a hard one to do. I mean, uh, that's that's hard work. Have you ever seen? They're giant. I, I 
I know this is kind of off topic, but not really seriously. One time we had a media giant party out at uh, the House of Mouse. And they had a big giant, it was like a big anniversary, 2000 something, I don't know. It was the big anniversary thing. So you have media coming in from around the world. So they opened up the Epcot Center. And it was opened up at night. The park closed, and then they opened it back up at around 10 o'clock or so, 9-ish, 10 o'clock or whatever. And so I remember when we went to Canada, they literally had a leg. They had legs of bison on spits. Legs of bison. The rear ham legs of bison. These things were as big around as an oil drum, just about. And they were on these spits cooking, and they would just carve the meat off of it, uh, off the side of it as you went by. And I was like, this is just one leg, and it's like feeding everybody <laughs> in this park. <laughs> I just drooled. I had to wipe yeah. my mouth a you little got, bit. You got, you got two legs going at the same time. Literally, everybody walked away from Canada with a full belly because the French weren't giving up nothing. It was like cheese and wine over no, there. No little uh, pastry puffs? Yeah, it was just <laughs> like, wine. You know, yeah, yeah, the sniff and swirl, whatever, <laughs> swirl and sniff and suck, or whatever it is you do. With I don't know. But uh, Canada, right there off on the right-hand side, it was like, uh, once we got past Canada, we plopped into the Rose and Thorn pub there and went through about 35 uh, black and tans, and then the rest of the park we didn't care about. <laughs> We're pretty much done. Give me my prize. Well, I'm leaving. I'm going back to the room. Well, that I just, sounds good. Now I'm really hungry. Bison is, is unbelievably delicious. And so next year, Bill George, you're going to have to put your name in the hat. I I'll volu- put my name in. I what vo- I what time of year is it? Well, it's done. Uh, it was just November. finished up. So, yeah, it was done around November. So uh, it just You it might just have to skip up. a turkey season, Bill. Well, that's the indicator. you got to understand, my, I am butt in. One thing ends, another thing starts. It's, I, there's not much free time in my day. Yeah. That is true. Guy I worked with, we were talking. I'm going to be going up to the commission meeting this coming week. He's like, "I'll fly you up there. You know, I can fly you." And it's like, "Well, maybe we'll we'll see." You know, he says, "When am I just going to take you out for a ride in the plane?" I'm like, "You don't realize I don't have like much time in my life that I just go do joyous like plane rides." <laughs> Joyous plane ride. Well, I'm no, wait, this was a plane ride to get you to the commission oh, yeah, meeting. It's yeah. in Destin, and he could turn yeah, around. It's and over there. He could get me there in about three hours versus six and a half hours in a car, and it he could drop one me way. That's a. Are you sure yeah. three hours to why Destin? Would it, why would it be three hours in a to plane. Destin? Well, it the plane goes one hundred and ten like at it's least. A, it's a small plane. It's not a. It's not a jet. Well, it goes at least a buck ten, right? It's going to at least be over 100 miles an hour, and you're going straight as a crow flies. Well, Maybe no, they, he, he'd hug the coast. He'd hug the coast. So. Oh, he would take you the scenic route. Yeah. Why would you do that? So I could find good fishing spots. That's bull crap. How, how many it. times did you fly See, in and out of Tampa fish, Bay? Man. How many times did you fly in and out of Tampa Bay? A billion times. How many times did you not try and look for a fishing spot when you came? Every time. Every time. Every one. <laughs> I always do <laughs> <laughs> but now I will say differently that when I was flying around in a helicopter across the state of Florida, zigzagging across the state, then uh, we weren't looking for fishing spots. We were looking for hunting spots. Yes. We were looking for things that were like, uh, let's see, wait a minute, you're trying to make a middle picture. I-4, we're about 20 miles yes. over. What's that road there? There was one over there. I'm on my phone now looking at the GPS well, trying to was... see because I'm seeing a lake that, that hey, there's probably a big gator in that lake. He's like, Google Maps. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, man, that is uh, with uh, with my son being the spearfishing nut that he is now. Right now, I have spent more time on uh, Google Earth over the past week and a half than I think I've ever had. <laughs> well, I found spots all the way as far down into Naples. I I'm got, checking the West I got a Coast. question. Wow. I got a question for it. What what kind of spear gun is he using? I didn't realize he was starting. Is he is he using a gun or is he using a Hawaiian sling? What's well, he when using? he first started out, he was uh, using the the sling. He was using the Hawaiian sling, and uh, it he bounced it off of a couple of really large. Yeah, I remember sheep's head are all right, are, are, I, are very yes. hardy and very uh, uh, armory. They got large scales. They're a tough fish. So he bounced a couple of. Uh, you know, he had the old uh, stunner three yeah. pronger job. You know that, and it ding, you know, bounced off of it. So I uh, I called my buddy Bill Hardman, of course, who owns Aquatic Obsessions, and he was like, "Why you're a hunter? Why would you give your kid a rock instead of a rifle?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Dude, man, if you're gonna go out and you're gonna go hunt, why wouldn't you go out with something that you, you can kill it with? Tools. You don't want to throw a rock at a deer. You want to go shoot a deer with a rifle." And I said, "Well, what do you suggest?" He said, "Come on down. I'll, I'll hook you up." So we went down, and he got a mayor's mayor's spear gun. And uh, once uh, he got in there and got the spear gun, <clears throat> now nothing is it, nothing is, is safe. it pneumatic or is it no, banded? It's, it's, it's bands. banded. Yeah, it's bands. That boy's obsessed too. That's awesome. And well, and then you got to remember, we started. It comes with one band. So then, when Big Daddy comes around, and uh, you know he wants to be able to whack it, he shot one that actually hit it in a high spot, and it went down, and it, it actually wiggled off the shaft because it didn't go in far enough. So, back to the shop we go. <laughs> Band number two. So now we got twice the power, and now the kid don't come home empty-handed. You know what's going to happen now? Now Nothing. that he's got his sheep head, he's going to move up in the world. He's going to start getting a little off some reefs. And he's going to be pulling up some quality fish. Once what? he starts doing that, he's he's hooked for what's life. Your- What's wrong with sheephead? What what you can quality eat, you fish? Can eat I want to go get some so quality fish. What's wrong with the sheephead? I love sheephead. I really do. Sheephead's a poor man lobster, but it's delicious. It's and, great fish, and I got no problem with that. I the, just hate cleaning it. The one you got to have a decent strong yeah. knife. You got to yeah. have a, a thicker knife. I remember Barrett. I gave him a, uh, a fillet knife that I had in the back, and I was like, "Here, get he this." He hacked it away, didn't he? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what? I ended up using a. a, a, a like a kitchen, like a chef's knife, man. You know, it's thick back. You know what's you know, really good get for that? And they Screwdriver? Use, <laughs> that. Can opener. No, uh, an electric knife. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but but so he will move up, and now that he's out there and he's got the spear gun, then he's, you know, biggity, 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 he's not missing, and it's well, all good. So I'll, I'll just free dive still. Yeah, and, of course, we had to go through all the rules with all that stuff because if you have a snorkel, then you actually have to have a dive flag. You have to have a diver dive flag, and if you don't have a diver dive flag and you're snorkeling, that's a $275 fine. So without the snorkel, you don't need the flag, so no snorkel. You know the purpose of the flag, right? Yeah, to warn other boaters. Where's that a bad thing? But it's not a bad thing. Does he have a dive flag? No, he does <laughs> no. not have a dive flag. Hey, you boys your are kid out there unprotected? Yeah. Oh, wait. What, do you think he's like swimming out in the middle of the ocean or something? What do you think he's, he's doing? He's around the docks. Have right? you seen the people around this city? Where does Sheep's Head live? Around oh, structure. There you go. Around docks and structure. If a boat goes plowing through those boats and through all the docks... Good luck getting that kid. Yeah. 
Bill doesn't agree. You need to dive by. No, no, he does not. He does not. Not by law, Mr. Gray Area. <laughs> Here we go. It is hey, the bigger law. My brother got pulled up by one. Well, well that but the, your brother. See, it doesn't help anyway. It's the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hornady. Hey, welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and uh, Slick hanging out with you. Uh, during the break, we were continuing our conversation about the uh, living my life through my child, uh, going out spearfishing. <laughs> and uh, Bill brought up something that I brought up on the show that I said my regret was a couple of shows while you were out of town. I said, you know, I got rid of all my dive gear that I had, and it just tells you that you should hang on to it, especially if you have kids, because... They're gonna go, go. That's how I got my first stuff was through my dad. My dad was a, a very early uh, scuba diver, back skin diver, as they used to call him back in the day in the 50s and early 60s. Uh, there were so few of them back in the time of my father that they actually used to come down to where they used to train down at the old YMCA, and uh, they would use those guys to find, like, bodies out in, like, you know, the lakes and everything around Louisiana and Texas. So I got a set of flippers for the boy at the house. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I got rid of all my stuff. So now I have to rebuy everything. I, and Bill George said, I think I still have a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you what, know, what's you hate that when your buddies come that? Don't you hate when your buddies come up with all the stuff that uh, that you, uh, you're you getting ready to buy? You just buy and they're like, oh, you know, I had like six or seven of these just sitting at the house. Yeah. Everybody has that for yeah. What size feet is he? Wow, four teams yeah, now, got, I think. He's yeah. yeah, he's a... What? I'm just thinking, he's saying he has a pair of flippers. I don't know what, you know. I wear 11, but they're, wear... they're bigger. That's why I don't wear yeah. them. No. No, he uh, he had to get some uh, big booties and some big, big fins. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know. <laughs> and, of course, I love it when uh, we were there. <clears throat> Do you anticipate his feet getting any bigger? I go, dude, he's 14. I'm going to go ahead and go with a yes on that. So we might need something a little extra, you know, that it might grow into in a year or so, so just to be be on the safe side. But uh, I got rid of my old spear guns. I got rid of all the stuff that I used to have that I inherited from my dad back in the day. I wish I still had that old Voight, man, that old Voight spear gun. That thing was Was it the wood Deadly. One? Deadly. No, was it? it was aluminum. Was it? Was, it? You know, the tube. Voight. You remember the old yeah. Voight ones? Yeah, yeah. And, uh... I remember I bounced uh, one of those shafts one time, uh, which I did the same thing that B did, is once I bounced it off there, I had to go buy another. Uh, back in the day, they used to call them arbalets. They didn't call them you know, bands. bands. Right. Uh, because most of the spear guns that were used back in the 50s and 60s that my dad came along with were all made in France. They were all French made. So uh, they were called arbalets back in the day. It's old school. And uh, when you could legally do it, I was out uh, swimming the docks one day, and about a 50-inch snook came up on me, and I went, oh, yeah, boing, and that chef went, boink, right off the side of him. <laughs> and I was like, what? So I immediately uh, went home and put that uh, shaft tip on the grinder, 
I never saw that snook again. Went and bought another extra band, put it on there, and swam my butt off for a thousand miles and never saw him again. He was gone. Gone, gone away. The one that Internal traumatic <clears throat> damage. But many, 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 many <laughs> of redfish suffered under the uh, point of my spear. I am dying for some redfish. God, that sounds so good. Back in the day. Yeah, well, you can't do that well, kind of stuff anymore. Well, if you, but, if you go you get know. your boat fixed and uh, you go out and get some. Yeah, you're right. They're everywhere. Well, here's the other thing I was going to bring up. I said the sheep's head are great. I love the sheep's head. I love it. But, dude, you need to distinguish between being able to find and find some snapper. <laughs> you, need to, you need to learn your underwater fishies. I said, you know what, babe? I'm at the point now where I'll even take a couple of spade fish just to for just to change it up just a bit. Just change it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Braden. No, I don't want no more sheep's head. <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen is it, it's not me. It's it's like anything else. When you go out and you're a kid, and I would go out and I was successful at cast netting mullet, and I would come right. home and I'd have forty mullet, and you know, you dad at first was enthusiastically, we're out there cleaning them, you're doing not it, no you're more. frying it up, and you're doing this stuff. Then it gets to a point where your father looks at you and goes, "Yeah, let's just put those in the freezer." Yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and put those in the freezer, too. And then next thing you know, you got a half a freezer full of mullet fillets and mullet stuff that uh, that nobody wants to eat anymore because well, you you're talk- done with it. You talked about the top of the show, you know, him going out fishing, fishing today. Yeah, he's going out fishing, I guarantee fishing you he's going to hate it because he's not going to catch any. He thinks he's going to catch some sheephead. And if you don't fish them right, man, those are tricky little That boogers. takes some finesse. It takes some know-how, and it takes knowing how to do I it. I guarantee you he has his spear gun with him. And about for the first hour, they're like, hey, catch nothing. I'm going in the water. You mean but, by about now? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, about, right now. about now. That's yeah. what my brother used to always do. He'd go offshore at something, be down there taking your bait, taking your bait, and he'd get frustrated. Over the side, he went with the gun. There you go. I'm going to go teach this guy a lesson. <laughs> I got him. No, no, no. This is what he used to shoot it. He used to turn around, get it off the spear. He'd find somebody's line that was fishing from the boat. He'd. Get it, he'd hook it on it and he'd yank it and he'd have them pull it up. Dink, dink. That's just wrong. Well, I will say that this is, uh, and uh, God bless those that are out there doing it, uh, that uh, follow me on Facebook and stuff, friends and stuff that we've known for years. As soon as I started posting pictures of, of, of him out in his escapades, uh, Dean's like, dude, I need to go, you know, because Dean's a big well, diver. Scott right, Hooker, all those guys, right. Bill Hardman, uh, Teresa yeah, Hadaway out at Jim's Dive Shop, Sandy and her husband that yeah. uh, have gone to all the Ducks Unlimited, Turkey Banquets, St. Pete Open, all those stuff. They're all like, th- they're very excited when a kid gets involved in it and they want to help in any way. And I yeah. know that Sandy said, dude, when he's ready, let us know. We'll throw him on the boat and take him offshore. And yeah. Let him go out there and do well, his I know, thing. I know Dean's been itching to do something, so now hopefully that the world's lightening up a little bit. Dean well, will come out and play. Dean wants to go over and see uh, Dean Earl because he wants to see what uh, spear guns he has laying around because he's got those big, giant, offshore, mahogany, you know, double-decker, double-roller, you know, shoot-a-tuna things. I want to get some uh, rum. Some what? Some rum. With a spear rum. gun? No, Dean's. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's just a dean that yeah, has a I mean, literally, I'm sitting here going, rum fish? What's a rum fish? No, I'm thinking, there? well, I mean, yeah, there is a rum a fish. a bottle of a rum in the bottom of the ocean. He's like, all right, I got it, guys. I got it. I'm <laughs> literally thinking there's a nickname for a rum fish. What's a nickname no, for I'm a thinking, rum fish? Yeah, dean, beer, rum, fish. Is this the same guy with the Ferrari? Yeah. Yeah. My I device. Need, I, I need just to go sit in it. You're not well, allowed to sit in it, though. Why? 
You scratch his upholstery or something, and it's all we're gonna have to. We'll never hear the end of it. Well, no, it's just you need to ask him. Okay. Hey, before we get out of here, though, I gotta say, uh, where are we going? Well, home. It's almost ten o'clock. Oh, I just want to wish my yeah. I want to wish my baby brother a happy birthday. Tomorrow's his birthday. Which one? Uh, Anthony. 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 He's your baby brother. He's my baby brother. But he's bigger than you. He is bigger than me. He's my baby brother. How I don't know how that happened. <laughs> now he's a big diver too. So he's he a, a actually he's actually certified and he's he's certified to teach. Oh, that's right. So we need to hook him up with your boy. And uh, you know how many enemies I'm going to make if I pick one person? Look, he, have, I told, have, have I told my brother Barrett, give him a couple lessons. Have Bill give him a couple yeah, lessons. Yeah. Have Dean give him a couple lessons. That's what I told him because everybody's like, oh, when he's ready, come and see me. When he's ready, come and see me. When he's ready, I'm like. See, he can learn a little bit from everybody, and then when it's time to take the test, bam. Do they? Is it only one test now? I mean, is it not the no, Maddie? Maddie, what's the other the one? Patty, Patty, Patty and then the. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. No, there's a Noni or Patty, and there's like three <laughs> different. Isn't there three different ones or something like Patty that? Patty is what we got. Patty, there's Patty, and then there's the not a naughty one, or I don't know. yeah, I, I don't know. Well, My I brother would know. Well, I figured I'd let the, each one of them teach him that other method, so that way he has all three <laughs> methods, and he's, he's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. But you're going to be in a uh, dive class for the next uh, year and a half, so you'll be good in a half and all that stuff. Nah, but he, uh, happy birthday, little brother. I'll, uh, I'll see you tonight. How old is he now? 32. Really? Yeah. 32. Yeah. Awesome. He's still a baby. It was a very good year. Yep. Tonight, then tonight his is his uh, 10th annual pirate party for his, his organization. Because he has that 501c3, he does What's, a lot of charity. What's that going to be? Is there public invited to this, uh, or you, is there closed? No, no, it's at his house this year. Usually we, do, we usually do it at the Pirate Pub on John's Pass. I have nothing to do tonight. Let's uh, talk about up. food. What's the uh, food uh, menu uh, like? Uh, it's uh, it's rum and barbecue, baby. So what? I'm going to be a drunken full guy trying to drive home? No. Not well, you don't have to drink, but you can come over. Okay. Dork. It's like I didn't hear your name involved, so, you know, screw off. You're I'm going to go. be sleeping. Oh, oh, that's right. How is I, you know, before I get out of here, we got a couple minutes left. How is Orlando's toy drive doing? It's going great. He's got a over several, like 55,000 different gift cards and over almost 400 bikes. And it's still, this is the last day he comes down at 5 o'clock. You guys can check it out on 94.1. I would. He'll He's on a, the corner of Dale and Avery and Hillsboro. And Hillsboro. He does so it every year, man. If you want to awesome. drop off something, go see him, man. Orlando's doing a great job. Thank you, guys. Welcome back, Bill. Thanks for the deer meat. We'll see Thank you next you. Saturday. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much. Go check it out, bigandwild.com. The cam's still going. There's no deer, but there's birds. But it's there. See you. Bye.